Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's the Underpowered Hour. On this week's show, Ike and I are live from Defender Trophy in Texas. There's ups, there's downs, there's two hours of being lost in the woods. And now, without further delay, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the turned neck to Stephen's 360-degree camera system. I'm the cervical pain of podcasting, Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram, at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike. Well, we are here in this uh, beautiful Texas hotel room, um, <laughs> and we've just finished competing in the Defender Trophy 2023 defender trophy here in i actually don't know where we are uh we are in horseshoe bay texas horseshoe bay texas there Mm -hmm. you go but the horseshoe bay golf and spa resort oh it sure is yeah yeah we're gonna both golf and spa at the same time i uh i haven't i don't think i'm gonna have time for that no no maybe just the spa Mm. i believe they have a putting green in one of the schwitzes in one of the steam rooms oh really but up up a putting green in the sauna. Yeah. Well, not know that. Be cool. So we showed up two days ago. You okay. showed up midday. I showed That's up true. very late at night. That's also true. Um, so let's go through the uh, let's go through the weekend of adventure. So first of all, we were invited here by our good friends at JLR. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to Jeffrey Ahuden and to uh, Joe Everhart and to the rest of the team for for inviting us. We appreciate it. Um, I'm sure we'll never be invited back, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but we did, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. And uh, a lot of, a lot of fantastic folks, uh, from the Land Rover kingdom that, uh, that we know are here, Jim Sweats and, uh, you know, uh, Sean Gorman, the, a lot of the experience team is here, which are great. Those, those folks are, are good friends and it's, it's good to see them, but we were invited here to compete, um, professionally in the, uh, Defender, uh, trophy. That's which true. uh which I thought was like a you know sort of a Greco-Roman wrestling sort of event as it turns I, out I noticed that when yeah. uh, you unpacked your suitcase and yeah. it was uh just speedos and oil yeah yeah uh, it was awkward yeah uh so yeah we uh we got here on the first evening and they sort of had an introduction uh to the event and it sort of uh as the name implies as is a little bit of an homage to the camel trophy of no. years gone by but no. it is uh condensed into 
a single day of uh, of competition with special tasks. Yeah. So most of the uh, the first evening was uh, you know familiarizing everyone with the competition format and uh, the vehicles themselves. Most of the competitors were owners, but not every owner had used their vehicle off road. So some of the capabilities and uh, functional features of the vehicle were reviewed and uh certainly the the winching uh was was gone over because there were several tasks that would involve using the winch right how to pair your bluetooth remote with your bluetooth winch you know i had not previously used a bluetooth uh remote winch or winch remote i should say um i had used the the previous generation remote yeah. winches, yeah. Uh, no, the ones without the plug. Oh, oh with the little, the little like it looks like kind of like a little paddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a duck hunt remote. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At any rate, uh, yeah, that was uh, those are awkward to use. Yeah, those are awkward to use. Yeah. So, uh, you know, getting used to that stuff, I think, was important to get everybody on the same page for the competition the next day. Now. You missed most of that, so I kind of missed all of it. Yeah, it was great. I kind of gave you the cliff notes, but yeah, you know they had they had everybody there uh, a real nice uh, you know dinner and then a sort of an intensive instructional seminar about everything. And it was it was nice and uh, well put together, and I think uh, it it prepared everybody pretty well for the next day. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it sounded like it. I'm not sure that we fit the best talent to task there, uh, so far as like gathering information and. Uh, you know, either of us being there would have, uh, you know, I think only counted against us. What we really needed to do was send Liza and Jenna to that and then have them slowly explain it uh, on a later on a later day. But maybe, uh, maybe with pictures, maybe with pictures. Yeah. Maybe. But yesterday morning we uh, we woke up, we had some breakfast with uh, with the, the other competitors such as they are. Um, there was a great team of uh, folks down from uh, Canada, Truck King YouTube channel, which is great. And those guys are super fun. Yeah, oh, we like uh, we got to meet some of the other media that were there, uh, you know, some journalists and automotive stuff. So there was three journalist teams, and then uh, there were nine uh, owner, I would say, teams. Yeah, yep. uh, you know, Land Rover owners or Defender owners that uh, had purchased a vehicle and been invited to participate. And uh, some were very enthusiastic. Uh, each of the teams was was mailed a a team flag. Ah, yes. Yeah. And we... so each team uh was supposed to decorate yeah their flag to represent their team and some people really went all out and i was like i leaned over to somebody at the dinner and i was like the people that are taking this seriously are the people with the best flag so look for those folks to do really well and spoiler alert yeah they did the guys with yeah. the best flags did win did win yeah, yeah that's true that is a key component i guess to winning is we can, we is, didn't make a flag at all we no we, we no didn't flag have a flag well i yeah. didn't even know there was a flag so. no i didn't know anything about the flag we didn't get the flag so instead you just used uh, a uh a, a napkin or a, mm -hmm. you know a, a whatever so uh yeah fast forward to to the uh day of the competition you know they took us to a, a nice little breakfast and explained you know the uh, a little bit more about the the format for the day, and then they took us out to um, an off road vehicle area, OHV mm -hmm. area, uh, just near the <clears throat> Horseshoe Bay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we uh, immediately started into the task, and the first task was to find your vehicle. So uh, this right. was an unscored portion. 
but uh, thank goodness. Um, or maybe not. I mean, maybe that would have been the uh, yeah. So we we so, started. Uh, it was a navigation challenge, basically. Yeah, and, and and it wasn't even that much of a navigation challenge. It was just a uh, uh, really just a walk. Uh, you know, here yeah. you guys got a. They did provide mountain bikes, but in sort of a twist. You know, you could not you could not put the mountain bike in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. So it, once you uh, rode the mountain bike and got your vehicle, you'd have to bring it back to the start. Yeah. So it you know it was an advantage to get there on the mountain bike, but a disadvantage once you were there. So we just opted to walk, which uh, we didn't maybe take the most direct route. But uh, no, I would it say took quite we, a while. we definitely didn't take the most direct. It was, it was, it was like, yeah, uh, it was a few miles to yeah. to walk uh, to get the vehicles, and uh, some of the terrain was, you know, it's an off road park, so it's it's up and down and around and over ledges and all these sorts of things. So by the time you get to the vehicle, you feel like you've already uh, done some stuff. Yeah, it took us uh, it took us quite a while. At one point, we decided to just sort of take a bearing and just kind of make a beeline for where we thought we needed to be. Which did require some uh, a little bit of bushwhacking in the uh, in the Texas wilderness. Um, I wasn't Steven, so uh, Stephen got uh, a lot of ticks. Yeah, I, I had no idea the uh, the Lone Star tick uh, was such a uh, <laughs> was such a prominent uh, issue down here. But uh, yeah, no, I have like severe Lyme disease now. I guess I, I don't know. I gotta... You know, you don't get Lyme disease from the Lone Star tick, but what you do get is an allergic reaction to the proteins and meat. So. The, right. the bite of this tick, which is a real thing. It it's sounds thing. fake, but it's a real thing. Uh, the bite of the Lone Star tick will make you uh, vegetarian. Allergic to meat. Allergic to meat. Crazy. It is crazy. Why would that? Why would a tick have developed that particular adaptation? That seems insane. I, I don't know that it's necessarily an adaptation or a, a byproduct or of it. It's a weird side evolution, effect. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it is certainly interesting, and it is uh, spreading at a rapid pace across the United States. So look for the Lone Star Tick in your area very soon. Yeah, very soon. Oh, that's good. Something to look forward to. Yeah, so we, we bushwhacked until we finally got to the first... Uh, sort of checkpoint we found some land rover people finally and they did tell us that uh you know before we started they were like you know if you if you leave the roads it it is not going to save you any time and that was accurate yeah 100 percent. yeah 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 so uh so we were uh we were definitely a little behind when we when we actually got our vehicle we yeah so we got our vehicle and then we proceeded to uh the nearest special task yeah which uh, was uh, full of people, so we had full to wait. People. Yeah. So uh, some of the competitions have fewer or more competitors than ours. It was one of the uh, more popular dates. So yeah. our our competition was full, so there were actually more teams than there were uh, special tasks. Right. So when you went to a special task, there, there was a, a possibility that someone would be there first and you would have to wait for them to finish. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of an element of chance in that you could drive to another task and maybe or maybe not someone would be doing a special task there but that was part of the game yeah it's managing how much time you spend sitting in line versus yes. driving places versus actually doing a points scoring event so our our first event we decided we would go pretty pretty far from the middle thinking that maybe people were working from the outside in and we would go from the or rather they were working from the, in, the outside in and we were going to work from the the inside out or the opposite of that i one of those two i don't know what you we just gonna, said but uh, we were going to go far away and come back <laughs> we thought that people would eventually make their way farther out but 
Um, you know, as it was, that, that that wasn't really a winning strategy. There were people there too, uh, but those ones were higher scoring. Those had a lot more points available. So we kind of, not even necessarily on purpose, maybe a little on purpose, decided to go for all the high scoring ones first. You know, one thing I noticed about some of the special tasks and uh, the special tasks, I'll explain a little bit, you know, some of them are, are driving, you know, positioning the vehicle or, uh, you know, turning around in a circle, negotiating a tight space or something like this. And then others are, you know, tasks outside of the vehicle, more like teamwork related. Yeah. You know, uh, using uh, boards as skis and walking with them and, and, and roping, um, you know, because we're in Texas, using a lasso. Uh, winching, uh, lifting a barrel full of water onto a trailer and then driving the trailer around and negotiating the trailer and backing it up and these sorts of things. So um, they they varied quite a bit and the complexity of the task and the amount of time that it took didn't necessarily correspond to its point value. No. So some of the more simple tasks that took less time might score more points. So, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't necessarily obvious when you pulled up how much time was required to complete a special task. Yeah. And the first one we did was uh, turning the Defender 130, the the world's longest vehicle, around inside of a circle that was probably about the length of a Defender 130. It, it was maybe a couple feet on either side or something. Yeah, no, it wasn't much space. And, and depending on how far into the, the, you know, into the arc of the circle you were, you might have very little space. So you might get in a total Austin Powers situation yeah. where you were just moving only a few inches back and forth to avoid hitting the uh, PVC and rope cordon yeah. around the perimeter. And, uh, you know, the, I think the trick to this one was there was a penalty for hitting the rope and hitting the, the PVC uh, uh, barrier. But uh, that penalty was actually a time penalty, mm-hmm. and that amount of time was less than if you just did a three-point turn and turned around and left. So if you hit the canes, you know, two or three times uh, and, and, and exited the, the circle, you could complete the task in a much, much shorter period of time than if you just tried to, you know, do very uh, small, slight negotiations of the, uh, of the circle and, uh, and turned around. Which takes much longer. It, yeah. You know, it, it sounds uh, it sounds pretty simple, but if you do it sort of the conventional way, it might take you on average eight to twelve minutes to to negotiate just back and forth. And so, I don't. That's another you know a great example of maybe not fitting talent to task. Right? <laughs> I uh, well, know, it, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's definitely there's definitely a trick, and I think that was the 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 crux of a lot of the special tasks is some of the the rules are designed to mislead you. Yes. Uh, into yeah. taking too much time or yeah. not taking a shortcut. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, you know, famously am not the greatest at backing things up back and forth and back and forth and back and forth as uh, as I can protest to and uh, running yeah. into a number of things in his yard. It's been a lot of casualties uh, in my parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Based on, uh, yeah, rental cars and chassis <laughs> and what have you. But uh, anyways, we decided that that was the right uh, team combo. So Ike stood outside and... Uh, and uh, tried to tell me how far away I was as I slowly Austin Powers that thing in the circle, uh, which was okay. I think we get, we got, I don't know, 12, 13 minutes, something like that. Um, and we ended up getting two penalties. So if we had just driven in 
and and smashed into it two or three times and driven out, we would have been better by like ten minutes or something. Oh yeah, that would have been a huge. Would have been amazing. But yeah. as it stood, we must have done relatively well because we we only did four of the twelve special yeah. tasks yeah. or ten special tasks. Excuse yeah. me. And uh, we did. Spoiler alert! Yeah. Surprisingly, we were surprisingly competitive. Oh yeah, so. we were surprisingly. We thought you know we started the day I think about two and a half hours after the shotgun start. We finally got to our car, um, and so we figured well at this point you know that this is it. It's game over. There was only one other car there. And two. Two other cars? Two, two other, other cars. cars. Yeah. And um, and so we thought, well, you know, out of 12 teams, that's that that puts us in the bottom third for sure. Um, but yeah, as it turns out, it didn't go so badly. So then the next task, uh, just down from the circle, was the uh, nerf sniper uh, situation. Yeah, and this was kind of like a, you know, what, how would you describe this? I mean, it's sort of a silly, it sounds silly when you describe it, right? You... You drive the vehicle through a course, and you you use a a, a toy gun to shoot bottles off mm-hmm. of a hillside. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun to yeah. do, and um, you know uh, the, the targets alternated from one side of the vehicle to the other, and you had to you know uh, keep track of your ammunition and how much you had left, so you would ensure that you had enough to do the the circuit. And they had like a little uh, trivia. Uh, sort of questionnaire so that that you could earn more ammunition, right. more opportunity to to complete it. But um, uh, we did we did fine. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I got I think two out of eight. I got eight out of eight, like single shots. It was bizarre. It was like the uh, like a con- like a contract killer or something. Like uh, just really good at nerf gunning um, in a who way. Knew? Yeah, yeah. Who knew? Who knew? And the uh, the you know the gentleman running that task said like it was like the best the best performance he saw all day. So possible we got full points for that one. Uh, not because of me. Um, I uh, yeah I couldn't get the feel for that Nerf gun. You know those are tricky. Those yeah, are tricky. I think you got to be you got to be you know I don't know. I've spent a lot of times with firearms as a youth. I guess so. Yeah. I mean yeah. Nerf firearms. That's that's the uh, that's the benefit of growing up in the United States. That's right. Canada. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I just can't. It's so <laughs> foreign to me. I just don't yeah, I just don't understand it. So, yeah, anyway. So then we uh you know, uh drove down to the next special task, but uh, the road itself is a little off-roady. I mean, it's not like uh, you know, the world's most difficult uh, off-roading by any uh stretch of the imagination, but it's not just a dirt road. You know, there were some, uh, certainly there was some big washouts, some big ruts that uh, they had to cross. And there was a little bit of, you know, rocky hill climbing and stuff. But the vehicle did really well. You know, it it was surprising uh, some of the, you know, obstacles that you might might hang up a lesser vehicle with without more care. Yeah. You know, uh, we spent a lot of time looking at maps and, and there was definitely a little bit of distracted driving. Oh, that if anybody's ever driven with me, you know, it's only about 50 percent attention at any time. So and so there was a couple of uh, surprise uh, ruts or, uh, you know, uh, ledges that, uh, you know, the vehicle took in stride. Yeah, we didn't blow any tires and uh, we didn't uh, break anything. Uh, We lost a GoPro for a minute, but we found it again. So, yeah, no, no significant go. damage uh, except to the ego. Maybe. Yeah, oh, for sure. That that'll <laughs> never. The mental scars may never heal. May but never heal. Uh, so then we get to the next special task. Uh, our good friend Jim Sweat is uh, there. It was great to see uh, Jim. He's a friend of the show, a Camel Trophy competitor, all around, all around great guy. And uh, this one was what you mentioned earlier: the the sort of two man log skiing and then 
uh, calf roping. Yeah, yeah, this one was definitely a teamwork task. You kind of had to walk in a coordinated way um, on these uh, on these skids that were made of four by four posts. Yeah, and uh, then uh, you had to you know walk back and forth. Uh, yeah, holding a- them with ropes, so sort of coordinating the lifting of your foot and hand with the with your partners and sort of yeah and then at the end of each uh course you would have to do some some lassoing which uh i've never done before never never had to do that good though you did a good job uh you know i think it was it was again teamwork and so on this one we we were pretty successful and we got uh we tied for first we tied for first against actual cowboys that's what we were told yeah that's Um, what jim said i think they're just you know they're trying to make you feel good Right, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys did really <laughs> well against real cowboys. <laughs> real, real cowboys. Yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was good. So, uh, yeah, so we did that, and uh, yeah, I think we did. I think we did pretty good. We didn't fall off the logs once, which I was surprised that uh, we didn't ever have to start over on the logs because we always, uh, always did. We're just that in sync, you know. And then the last task that we did was, uh, you know, uh, just right down to the wire really close to the end we had about 20 minutes and uh we were able to get one more special task well, there's in. the tire one first oh the uh tire changing yeah. one yeah. yes i i did i didn't neglect that one i don't necessarily view that as a special task but no really. it's just uh yeah we had to change a tire but not because we needed to they were they were just like okay can you guys do some maintenance on these vehicles you guys change the window. Do a quick oil change. Yeah, yeah do a little, uh, yeah, clean nope. the windows. That would be smart. Yeah. That would be smart. Uh, no, they, they had you, you know, change a tire in place. And, uh, you know, I've changed a lot of tires in my day, but, uh, you know, a lot of new cars have special little tools and tricks. And so the, the gist of it was, you know, you have to use the factory supplied toolkit yeah. to change the tire on the vehicle. And, uh, you know, take the tire on a circuit around the vehicle, get back in the car with the tools stored in their factory locations, yeah. and then put your seatbelt on. And you were timed for this. And so the the best time, assumably, uh, with the fewest penalties would win. And they would penalize you for, uh, you know, unsafe procedures. Yeah, any anything that was unsafe. Yeah, sure. which is funny because the car itself, doesn't come with any wheel chocks. No, uh, you know, I'm always used to using wheel chocks to change tires, especially on, uh, you know, an uneven surface. And so uh, it's just a safety precaution that I was always taught to prevent the vehicle from rolling. And so uh, the vehicle, the new Defender, does not come with wheel chocks. Right. And I think that's probably true of a lot of newer cars. I would think so, yeah. They're mostly meant to have their tires changed on the side of the road or or probably towed to a tire to, plate. To a tire plate, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, so the equipment that comes with the vehicle is not necessarily what you might ideally want to use. Yeah. It, and these cars aren't outfitted like the Trek cars with a high lift jack or anything, although I am convinced that a high lift jack would put a wrinkle down the middle of the door of the new Defender based on where it lifting points are. Yeah, it doesn't ha- it's not designed to accept a high lift jack. It right. doesn't have a like a lifting socket or... No extension or anything and uh you know the the high lift jack is also pretty unstable yeah over unstable yeah. you know uh at any rate this this task uh the the trick of this task was that the defender has a special lug stud centering tool that you you thread onto one lug to center the wheel so that you can put the lug nuts on because they're they're really more of a a tube nut 
Yeah, and so it's it's the the clearances around the wheel are pretty tight. It's not like a conventional tapered lug nut. Yeah, which uh, some would say is uh, is silly. Yeah, um, yeah, it sure is. Also, they're smaller than the conventional Land Rover uh, lug nuts. They're quite a bit smaller. They're like to uh, Ford Ranger kind of size now, where they used to be. But it's been the same size since you know I don't know forever. Like this, certainly every every series truck shares. Uh, you know, the same size with the Discovery and everything else. But uh, but the new trucks are smaller. And yeah, those those little nuts, I just assumed, oh man, we'll just bang this tire on and thread it on. And uh, after struggling for uh, for maybe... Uh, you assumed uh, that for a long time. I, I, probably too long. I think too long. <laughs> we probably assumed that. And uh, you do need that little centering tool to uh, to actually get the tire uh, located properly and, and to thread them. And I I don't think it's so much of a like where it goes in the hole as much as it is not having the tire leaning one way or another by too much because those nuts aren't perfectly concentric to the uh, you know to the hole in the tire or in the wheel rather yeah it's just impossible to get them on you know and, and the jack uh, you know lifts from the side of the vehicle so yeah. the suspension is extended yeah and uh, you know at the jack's full extension the tire is only off the ground like you know half inch. Yeah, it's uh, it's not very much uh, leeway. I know? thought about um, using the air suspension to lower the vehicle out of off-road height. I'm not sure if that would have helped us or hurt us. I don't know what that does. Yeah, I don't. I would, it didn't feel like a time to start experimenting, but you know, I think uh, that that is one of the takeaways for me. You know, I didn't do a lot of driving in the vehicle uh, on this particular event, but uh, certainly, you know the. The complexities of the vehicle, even with a simple task like changing a tire, uh, definitely don't make it easy. No, no, it doesn't. No, that's true. <laughs> definitely don't make it easier to no. complete some of these things. You know, basic tasks. You know, you're like, this is more complicated than it should be. Mm -hmm. You know, pairing the winch remote yeah. with the car, like, it's it's uh, a lot of solutions to problems that shouldn't exist. Yeah, that really don't. Yeah, questions being answered that weren't being asked. Yes. I uh, so then after the tire change, which I think we did pretty good uh, timing wise, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we did significantly worse than any of the other teams. I think Dude, we, we didn't watch the other teams, so we have no basis in no. saying that. But you know, based on the the finishing results, uh, it must have been okay. Must have been okay. So uh -oh. then we proceeded down to uh, try to f you know figure out we we had t basically what twenty five minutes or something right to yeah. to do one more thing. Now these things were taking us on average. Give or take about 30 minutes. By the time you wait in line, you get into the task, you do it. So we thought, well, all right, if we come back late, for every three minutes you come back late or something, you get a point deducted. We thought, well, I don't know, even if we come back 10 minutes late and lose three points, um, we're going to make 40 points or something or 50 points or whatever on the last one. It's probably worth doing it, mm -hmm. which ended up, I think, being a good, being a good strategy. Um, because uh, I think that that definitely helped us. But the last task, well, first of all, we tried to find another one, and then we drove around a little bit as somebody was completing um, was completing one of the tasks. So we decided to just give up and sit there and wait. Uh, and this one was a was a winching task. Yeah, this one was mostly a winching task, but it was a driving and negotiating task, and it was definitely, I would say, the most complicated of the tasks that mm -hmm. we did in the day, as far as like setting up and rigging and you know, being careful to follow all the rules and not get penalties. So uh, basically the gist of it was that you um, you used uh, two snatch blocks and the winch to lift a water-filled barrel onto a trailer 
then you negotiated a course with the trailer, which uh, the barrel was unsecured to the trailer. That's right. It was just sitting on there. It had some some load in it, dirt or something in the in the bottom of it. But I think it was water. Oh, was it water? Yeah, I believe it was water. Um, so uh, the trick there is you you know you got to go slow because it it is the the ground's uneven and the possibility of the barrel you know tips off is is relatively high if you go fast, and uh, if you tip over the barrel, you have to start all over. Yeah. So uh, that was all going really well until what? Well, until so you, you once you loaded the barrel, you'd set up the winch and they had a little block and tackle. You'd lift the barrel, set it onto the thing. We got through that like in record time. You'd, you'd snatch block a, a tree and and lift from the, uh, you know, from the front of the car to the back of the car sort of a thing. So we, we set all that up, tore all that down, jumped in the car. I was the first one to drive because I'd been driving. And uh, all you had to do was drive in a circle. There was a set of cones, allegedly, set out <laughs> in the shape of a circle. Um, <laughs> by this time, there were tire tracks everywhere. And I don't know what happened, but I got a little cone blind. And I just couldn't see the circle. I was driving. <laughs> I drove out of it. Then I drove around it. Then I drove through it at one point. Like, it was insane. I could not figure out where the circle was. Um, it, you know, uh, it, Stephen's strong point was never connect the dots. And <laughs> I struggle with that. Yeah. So uh, basically, there were two uh, sets of cones that make concentric circles, and uh, you were supposed to drive the path between those. Circles. Yes. Yes. And uh, you know, Stephen, Stephen went outside the lines a little bit, and uh, yeah, it cost us some time. I don't think it was. I, I think maybe there was a penalty when you ran over one of the cones. And to be fair. Um, you know, uh, there was never a time where he said drive over the cones. No, he didn't say drive over the cones. I, I was just like, at that point, it was <laughs> it was just trying to salvage that run and kind of get back into, you know, honestly, it was just like, I, I was, all I was thinking was, I got to just get this car lined up so that I can hopefully do this very quickly. <laughs> because I am clearly, uh, you know, really, really gone off track here. So it was uh, like a family circus cartoon. Oh, you know, like, God. have you ever seen those where, where Billy runs through the neighborhood <laughs> and there's a dotted line yeah. where it just like goes everywhere, wiggles back and forth? And that was basically the circuit that Stephen took. Yeah. And watching it with the, uh, the marshal, uh, was, was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was having a good time. He was having a good time. Yeah. So if the, nothing else, entertainment. You so know? each of us had to do this uh, this circuit, and uh, I was uh, I was uh, slightly slightly more concise in my trace of the circle. In that you drove in a circle. I, yeah, I did. Yeah, drive in a circle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you had to back the trailer in and reverse the process. So uh, you know, string out the winch again. Yeah. Uh, lift the barrel off of the trailer. Un the trailer. Put all the recovery gear away. Get in the car, put your seatbelt on, and then they would stop. And, then, stop. and, and this so, was your first time uh, driving an automatic transmission. It, it was. It yeah. was, and I failed. I, <laughs> I could not put the vehicle in reverse. I did not. I, yeah. I, I've never really uh, driven the Defender in reverse. Uh, so. You didn't diddle the little uh, gear shift toggle. Uh, yeah, I didn't even realize that was a thing. Yeah. So uh, who knew? Yeah. Who knew? So I, I can no longer claim that I haven't done that. But uh, yeah. Uh, my total driving for the entire event was probably ooh, like 150 feet. <laughs> yeah, not on purpose. It's just sort of how it. No, it was fine. It, it was uh, fine. It was really uh, good to ride along and and watch all the other teams, you know, execute the tasks. And you know, one thing that I think was pretty consistent throughout the entire event is everybody was having a good time. You yeah, know? I think this was a little bit different for a lot of the owners. You know, 
uh, they had not used the vehicles off road, you know, whether that's uh, just because they hadn't had the opportunity or whether they're maybe a little bit intimidated and uh, afraid that they might damage their own yeah. vehicles. So this is a really good opportunity for them to, you know, take the cars out, learn how to use them, uh, become familiar with them. And, and everybody, I think without exception, I didn't see anybody that was having a bad time. No, everybody was having a great time. And, uh, yeah, you know, we ended up coming in, I think, a couple minutes late, but actually not even as bad as we thought uh, that it was going to be. And, and we weren't, by far, we weren't the last team. The uh, The last team came in, I guess they got lost coming back, and they oh, were yeah. like a half an hour late coming back. Yeah, and so, you, you know, as Steve mentioned earlier, you get penalized for, for being late to the finish. And uh, they were so late that... Uh, they ultimately ended up with zero points. Zero points, yeah. Zero points. So the entire day, they uh, they they did. I think a lot of the tasks, eight eight tasks. Six, yeah, they, six, yeah. Tasks. Oh yeah, they did kind of almost every. They did way more than we did. Yeah, and they they somehow ended up with zero points, but uh, they still they still had a good time. So yeah, that was uh, that was cool to see. And uh, you know, I none of the tasks were especially complicated or intensive or involved, but. You know, I think uh, they were a little bit, they were interesting and they kept people engaged and, uh, you know, people were able to to try something new and yeah, good. We missed the fire starting one, which, uh, you know, for those that don't know, I can start a fire in a bucket of water. So the, uh, I think that we would have, we, we, we could have crushed that one, but uh, next time, I guess. Next time. I, no. I mean, you should, you should just practice starting fires. Yeah. I'm going to work on that. No. Just, just some, some uh, hobbyist arson. Uh, and then the, uh, yeah, then the big dinner, uh, that evening. So we came back here, kind of got, uh, cleaned up and, uh, undirtied and, uh, whatever else. And then, uh, headed over to like a little restaurant, golf club, yacht club resort thing, just a couple doors down. Yeah. I think they call it the Cap Rock restaurant. So it's, uh, it's kind of a, a fancy place that they have at this, uh, resort. Um, had a nice dinner, sort of an award ceremony, handed out some prizes, uh, and, uh, you know, with each successive announcement of the the next place, you know, we were kind of confused because we we thought we, since we didn't complete so many tasks, we thought we didn't uh, weren't very competitive. But it turns out we must have done relatively well on all our tasks because yep. uh, we ended up in fourth place. Fourth place out of twelve teams. Fourth place. And pretty so, good. Uh, it, it's pretty good, or maybe it represents uh, maybe uh, a shallow talent pool. You're right. I think that's probably probably more the latter. That, but that. Uh, you know, I think the, the the point of this is is like I said to get people engaged with their their vehicles and to learn a little bit more about the the defender. Yeah, yeah. And that was fun. You know, it was like a neat. Uh, Neat experience, good people, you know, the truck was fun to drive around. And, uh, yeah, it was a nice afternoon. The weather was good yeah. and, uh, they had it set up and the pacing was, was good. I was pretty impressed that, you know, there wasn't a tremendous amount of downtime throughout no. the day. Um, so it was really nice. Yeah. And no, nothing says, uh, you know, adventure like starting the day off with a hike through the middle of the woods, you know? Yeah. You got a lot of ticks. You got a lot of ticks. Yeah. It was, uh, there was, yeah, we got, you know, for a second we thought, one of us had might have to eat the other, you know. Mm-hmm. It got real for mm-hmm. for just a little bit, but uh, Stephen was hoping for a rattlesnake bite. I, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> you have to suck the poison. You have to suck the poison out of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was looking, but I no 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 success. Just ticks. Just ticks. There's so many ticks. God, yeah, <laughs> so many ticks. It's, uh, yeah, it was good. You know, it was uh, it was uh, it's fun fun to be down here in Texas. So we'll be back in Texas next week, uh, next week. in our all Texas series. 
uh, we'll be uh, we'll be headed to uh, we'll be headed this time to uh, Somerville, Texas, for Destination Defender. Yeah. And is... we'll see some of the same instructors and yep. same folks uh, at that event. And uh, looking forward to uh, you know all the club engagement and seeing yeah. some of the club members and other things that they've going on. And if you're if you're interested, there's still you can still come to Destination Defender. Yeah, if you are a member of a Land Rover Club, I believe there is a voucher for free. It's a completely free entry. Yeah, that's great. I think also if you bring a classic Defender, you uh, you can get in for free. And if you bring a new Defender, you park for free. So there's a significant discount, and you have special parking with other new Defenders. Yeah, it's a it's actually pretty good pretty good deal it's like uh they've got a, a concert in the evening yeah. with uh, a bunch of bands yeah. and uh they've got a, a bunch of instructional seminars yep. a good friend nick dimbleby would be will be there doing a photography seminar i believe it's worth it just for that ah, you I know mean, man yeah. yeah it's it's actually a really really good deal uh you there's a there's a lot going on for not very much money yeah mike bishop will be there mike bishop will be mike. there we'll be there jenna and liza will be there yes it'll be great It'll yeah, be great. So hope to see you there. Yeah, hope to see you there. Uh, Fits in the tantrums. Uh, Liza will be uh, sitting in uh, again this year with the uh, with the band, I'm sure, and uh, we're looking forward to that. So uh, we're gonna have we shot all kinds of YouTube content uh, for this, uh, and so we'll have that video up soon. But uh, if you haven't checked out the videos uh, that are up there now, um, like Ike hasn't, uh, you should uh, you should check them out. We've got the trip. Uh, through the UK. Yep, we've got some work on the uh, on one of the series trucks, the Series Three that's uh, up at Panglin right now, uh, soon to be for sale. So if you want to see what the underside of it looks like before you buy it, then uh, there you go. Yeah, check out those undercarriage photos. Oh, so good. Yeah, both mine and the and the car. It's a lot of up shooting from Ooh. the ground. It's just Ooh. nobody wants my that. best angle. Nobody my best that. angle. So yeah, so uh, check that out. Lots more YouTube content uh, coming soon. We have the forward control pickup video. We'll have all this stuff from Destination Defender, um, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, Vlado's coming up to uh, to Pangolin. Maybe we'll send a camera up there so you can do a little yeah do a little work with uh, Vlado. It's Vlado from uh, Land Roverista on yeah. Instagram is uh, coming to visit us from Slovakia wow. uh, towards the end of the month. So uh, that'll be fun, yeah. and uh, we'll do some uh, driving around in Series Ones. He specifically wants to. Uh, look at uh, some 107 wagons because he's going to uh, embark on a restoration coming up real soon. So uh, look for some content geared around Series 1 station wagons real yeah, soon. Yeah, that's cool. 107s are super cool. Yep. Super fun. All right. Well, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun here in Texas. And uh, what do you think? Would you uh, do it again if uh, you were asked to uh, come back and defend your, your fourth place title? You know, uh, I, I think there's a good chance. Yeah. Yeah. I think chance. next time we definitely have to bring Liza and Jenna, though, because... Uh, we could have done. We would have easily won. I think the problem with that is there's there's two people on a team, so we might be competing against us. Oh, so. yeah. Well, in that case, we yeah, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. such a good idea. Yeah, I imagine Jenna's probably pretty good at starting fires. So, uh, there's yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, we'd be done. We'd be done. Maybe they're not quite as good as synchronized log walking. I'm not sure. We uh, seem to have a special talent for that one. So. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but uh, Jim seemed impressed. You know, he's not an easy guy to impress. But no, seemed, no, he's a great guy. He seemed impressed. He's so. a great guy. Yeah. Really like seeing him there. Yeah, it was great. All right, well, that's it for this week, and uh, we're off to uh, off to home, and then back to Texas next week. Next week. Yeah. Goodbye from Texas, and yeah. uh, hello from Texas. See you <laughs> next week in Texas. In Texas. All right. 
The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.